This is Art Ballad, Episode 1. What is art? Alright folks, so John and Randy here. Last week we had our introductory episode where we discussed kind of what brought us to the podcast. A little bit of our history, artistic journey, um, that kind of led us here, and a little bit about the podcast name, why we decided to do it, things of that nature for our introductory episode. So if you haven't listened to that, that's episode zero, you can check that out. Uh, today we are discussing what is art, which I love discussing. I love talking about it, um, discussions with, with different people about it just lead to so many different places, and I feel like I always learn something when I'm discussing that with someone else. So, to kick things off, Randy, what is art? So, coming up to recording this with you, I was super nervous thinking I needed to have this definition. Um, I googled and researched and whatever else, but then I just came to realize that there's so many different definitions from so many different people, and I personally don't think you can define it. It's just this freedom of expression and of individual sorry, creativity. Um, as I said in the last podcast, I grew up in a really small town. No creative... <laughs> no real creative outlets at my disposal or whatever. So it's not ever something I thought about. Even art in this town was what you did in high school as an options course. There was nothing aside from that. And the only artist I knew growing up was a mad alcoholic. So I wouldn't ever talk to him about it. Um, so yeah, growing up I always just believed that it was any use of any medium, whether it's digital, paint, whatever the case may be, photography. Um, I didn't understand then, I guess, the passion and love and blood, sweat and tears <laughs> behind all of it. So yeah, I guess I don't really have a definition. I just kind of understand more what it is. So when you say that it, it was is like... In high school, your understanding was any different medium. Yes. You mean like any different medium, or you just mean like like you kind of said like in high school you just thought like what we did in high school art was art. Right. So it could have been all these different traditional visual art mediums. Mm -hmm. But even back then, were you thinking about music, writing, dance? Absolutely not. Okay. It was strictly like visual arts with paint, pencil, pen. Okay. Photography wasn't a thing. Nothing was anything. Oh, even photography? Nothing. Absolutely. No, absolutely okay. not. And then this kind of ties in with something else that we're going to discuss next week. Um, but, because it's on my mind right now because we talked about it. Um, did you think, like, did you have a smartphone in high school? Absolutely not. I had a flip phone. Did it have a camera? Yes. Okay. So that's something I was going to put a pin in. Because I, I did not, so I was, right. it's an interesting thing with photography, and I think mm -hmm. like I said, we'll delve into that next week a little more. Um, but that that's interesting that like that even photography wasn't a thing right. for you because I think a lot of people can relate to what you kind of started to point out is that oh art was a class absolutely so whatever was in that class mm -hmm. was art I mean like band is a different class mm -hmm. so a lot of people aren't thinking of music as art sometimes even though they consume it especially in high school I feel like so many people find like music is being something they're really passionate about or just something right. they listen to constantly mm -hmm. whatever different scenarios whether it be parties or getting ready or as a, a place to find solace or, or whatever right? right and um some people don't think about that as art. like you just said you weren't thinking about the what i'm going to call the conceptual stuff you think mm -hmm. you weren't thinking about the like you said blood sweat and tears and everything else that went into it it was just hard mediums traditional visual art mm -hmm. and not even photography made it in there for you um on that note, too, I think that's an interesting thing to talk about classes in high school and stuff, because the only, and again, you were in a small town and so was I, in different provinces, but still in the prairies. Right. And it's interesting because we, like, a lot's changed since I was in high school versus now, obviously, um, but the only time that, that there was a camera involved like, we, we had a photography section of industrial arts, mm -hmm. but it was really old school. Like, they, like, I was in high school in the early 2000s, and we were using a camera from, like, the 80s. So, <laughs> like, it was, like, the really old school, like, you had the F-stop and the whole thing, and it just confused the heck out of me mm -hmm. and didn't... It was just about the... the that's the thing. Even that course, industrial arts, where it was looking at the camera as a trade. It wasn't looking at it right. as an art form. Mm -hmm. And it was just the physical process of doing this and doing this and making sure this means See, this. See, I've never even heard of industrial arts. Shop. 
basically. Yeah. I guess for anyone else, it's a good <laughs> point. Like, I mean, regional dialect, depending on where you are, it could be shop class, industrial arts. Right. There's other names for it too, but um, construction even, some, some places mm -hmm. it's called construction. But we had a section, like, we had these mini sections. It was like drafting, right. um, photography, uh, electrical, like these little ones when you first were introduced in like grade, for us it was grade nine, and then later you would take like only woodworking or start some welding or whatever. But yeah, even then, like photography was, if you're on yearbook, mm -hmm. or if you took that like grade nine section or whatever of industrial arts, we didn't have it introduced as a thing in art class, but for some reason I think in high school I still thought of it as an art form, just because what I was looking at, mm -hmm. um, you know, for some reason I, I, I thought of it that way. Right. Yeah, like in, the only, in school, like in high school I guess, it was my uncle who went around doing like the photos for our yearbook and stuff, okay. and still to me it was not like an art, because yeah. of something that he had to do. It was, yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't something he was like, oh, I love this, I want to go, no. So yeah, I guess I didn't really have as much as you at the school I went to. Sorry, I just have to move this. Well, and that's the thing, I don't know if it was really about having as much necessarily. I don't know why I thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. Maybe just because the magazines I was looking at, like, I wasn't even reading art magazines back then. But for some reason, there was something in me that, even though I, I didn't have a camera back then, so it wasn't like I'm doing art, I'm taking right. pictures. But, whether I mean, part of it was even skateboard magazines, honestly, mm -hmm. was that the photography in them, I, I didn't have the language to understand, but I was, like, so many, like, there was, like, there's photo annuals. There's, like, mm -hmm. one issue a year that focuses just on the photographs. There's, like, if there's any interviews, it's only with photographers. Like, right. And so it was like, oh, wow, like, some of these pictures, there's way more than going on than just the trick. It's like the composition is so important. I didn't have that language then, but I think just even things like that, because all I, the only magazines I was reading in high school were like music related, which are mostly metal magazines, mm -hmm. skateboard magazines, and basketball magazines. The only thing I can really think of that was like the art form of photography, and I didn't even, I've, I don't think I've ever had this thought before, was the skateboard magazines. And I still have, like, in my studio space, it's like wallpaper with pictures. Mm -hmm. I still have some ripped out from Thrasher, like, photos that are there because I'm just like it's such a beautiful photo like yes it has a person in it and they're skateboarding and cool they're doing a feeble <laughs> grind but like there's also like this crazy texture of this brick and then there's like this church and then there's like this huge shot of the sky and like anyway I think that yeah it's just whatever I was consuming for some reason made me feel like mm -hmm. oh photography is an art form but I wasn't really thinking of it consciously because in high school I wasn't thinking about what what is art exactly um I think just continuing that thought too, like you introduced that a lot of people think that what they take in high school. So you just mentioned like maybe my school had more stuff going on. Mm -hmm. you know, both being in small towns, small art programs, um, you know, bigger schools even have multiple art teachers. They have, right. they have more options in the art course. Mm -hmm. They have more things going on, more budget, etc. And um, that I think plays a really big role. Uh, I think that to me, I think that school art programs would play one of the biggest roles in informing you as a youth as to what you think art is going to be or how mm -hmm. you think of art because they're telling you like you said this is art class yeah so i guess whatever i'm learning in this class is what art is mm -hmm. if you've got a teacher or a curriculum because i mean teachers are somewhat bound by a curriculum um that says this is what you're learning then you're like okay well this is what art is and if you I mean, if you take a course in grade 8 or 9, you're like, oh, this is art, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Then you might never want to do it. You didn't realize that this is what it could be. And I've seen that, I, I have both perspectives of that from teaching and from being a student. And, and also being a student who wasn't engaged or interested in art at all. And I had to take it from grade 7 to 12 because I wasn't taking band. Right. And so that's going to come up a lot, I think, during this podcast. But, like, it's just the fact that I have that perspective, too, of being like, I didn't even like art. Mm -hmm. I was not engaged. We did still life's every day we did some grid portraits yeah that's all we did we like hearing you talk i don't know if you're going to touch base on this or not so i'll keep it kind of simple mm -hmm. hearing you talk about when you teach art and how involved the kids have to get not just with the drawing or the paint or the book but with their words as well that was never a thing yeah. that was never a thing so i never really got to express how something made me feel how i felt about any kind of thing or how other people might feel about it so it was just strictly yeah Grade portraits and still life constantly. Yeah, I have a hard time remembering anything else. Like I just yeah, 
I, I remember there's only one thing that I liked about art class, and that was when it was... So what we had was... Well, like I said, we did a still life every single day. Mm -hmm. But the students all got to take a turn bringing the still life. And so, like, I... Because I, at that point, I mean, I still... I'm just... I'm a huge fan of music. And just in high school especially, it was just on constantly... I was listening to music in my room or when I was walking with my discman or whatever. It played such an important role in my life that even then my favorite thing was just like, oh, it's my turn. Mm -hmm. I get to pick the song we draw to, and I tried to, like, link it <laughs> to, like, I remember one... I only remember one of them because it was on the Godzilla soundtrack. It was Green Day's Brain Stew. So my still life was... I brought, like, a pot, and I brought this National Geographic <laughs> that had, like, a picture of the brain. <laughs> like, and I wasn't thinking of, like, what's going to make a really good drawing, like, right. thing to draw to? <laughs> and I was like... But I was just like, oh, I just really like this song, so I'm going to try to find a way to, like, link that. <laughs> Because that was the only time that I felt like I had an opportunity to be yeah. creative. Yeah, like, See, I, we didn't even have that. We had nothing. We had a couple computers in front of us, a Google. You had computers in our class. Yeah. See, we didn't. <laughs> we were made to Google. I remember one thing for some reason sticks out to me. We had to Google um, crumpled paper. And we just got to choose which picture of crumpled paper that we wanted to copy. What? That is what, what we did. Whoa, okay. I have so many problems with this. <laughs> You couldn't just crumple your own paper. No, we were told to <laughs> Google search crumpled paper. Okay, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Like, I didn't even think about it. So, mm -hmm. again, so it's not so like many... he. It's not like our teacher crumpled a piece of paper and we all had to do the same thing and, like, get ideas off of each other. It's not like somebody got... Yeah, no, we just Googled. That's nuts. Oh, insane. It's... Oh, that, that brings me to another point, though, because I was surprised by computers in art class. Again, different, different schools, different programs, different budgets, whatever, where they want to put their money. But also, I want to mention, there's a five-year age gap in between us. Yes. So from time to time, I think that there is going to be some stuff that comes up, because we're going to talk about technology a lot, because it mm -hmm. matters in art. Mm -hmm. um, especially because we both use technology in our art with photography, yeah, editing, absolutely. logo design for me and stuff. Like, But that was the thing. Like, We had a computer class. It was completely separate. There was no such thing as, like, mm -hmm. we can make art on the computer. Like, we didn't even use it for, like, photo references. Like, for some reason, that was just a thing. Like... We, or we didn't do it in art class. Right. Like, I remember one of the grid portraits that I did was um, of a snowboarder, like, on, on a rail. But I got that from a magazine. Right. Like, we had magazines. We had mm -hmm. to, like, I don't remember her saying, like, let's go use it as a photo reference. I'm sure that we must have for something, but I don't yeah. remember it. And But even to me, that's more engaging. Like, having to pick out a magazine, find within this magazine what you're wanting yeah. and why. I just Google search. I don't know. I well, that's the thing that's weird. Crumpled paper. That's like saying I don't know why Go that one sticks Google, out. Google search uh, a pencil crayon to draw. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have pencil crayons I'm in your class. I'm really proud of this drawing, but I don't oh, remember. Oh man, that's what. insane. You couldn't because that that would have been so much more hands-on, like literally hands-on, yeah. and engaging and be like, mm -hmm. let me think about this crumpled paper the way I want it. Exactly. Because like you could shape it in a mm -hmm. way. Like you crumple it, you can unfold it, you can you know it's almost like it's a way to incorporate sculpture into that assignment. Absolutely. In a way, like three D art. Insane. Like that's I've never. Wow. Okay, <laughs> that is something else. So what is art, Jonathan? As if I haven't ranted enough. Okay, so again for me this is something that that um, I guess I'm gonna yeah I'll say it now. So. I have mentioned that I've talked about this with multiple people, with students, with their adults, with other artists, with people who aren't artists, whatever. It's my favorite topic. I was challenged in university to come up with a one-sentence definition. This is why I'm so sticky about, like, like when I gave the assignment to students. It's like, we have, like, you mentioned, like, about you didn't even think about incorporating your words or how you feel in art. I wasn't either in art class, but that's what I bring to an art class, is like the concepts really matter. Not just conceptual art concepts like bigger picture, what does this mean, but more mm -hmm. of like, why are you doing stuff? Why, how do you feel about the stuff you look at and the stuff you create? Why are you doing things, informed choices and all of that? Um, so yeah, I, I've been able to see what other people have said about it when I give them that question. And at first, so at the beginning of the semester, we do a thing called a visual art journal or a visual mm -hmm. research journal. I love that. And um, I, I do too. And at the very beginning, the first entry we have is what is art? Give me an idea. You can write a paragraph, you can write jot notes, it can be very general. What is your idea of art? And, and like think about it. Like, and, and this is like what I do in grade 10, because that's the, the youngest that I taught, like, or the lowest grade that I was teaching was grade 10. So, but then at the end of the semester, I make them narrow in and focus, because every week we have a prompt that is supposed to 
get them thinking about that question, what is art? I give them quotes to, to think about whatever. And at the end of the year, I want one sentence that's, that is what is art, so they narrow it down. Because right. we didn't have the scaffolding in university for that. It was just like, hey, give me a definition, one line, what is art? Think about it, come back with it next week. And so at that time, um, for me, what I ended up thinking of was art is a language of passion expressed without compromise. Uh, I think it was a little wordier back then, and I've kind of refined it a little bit since then, and I, I'm due to redefine it again, and this was a perfect opportunity, and I just couldn't get into it. And, and I think that th th that challenge to me helped me a lot. Um, and I think it's important that, again, for me, I think it's important that artists do this every once in a while and, and try to figure out what that is, so to focus in. I think it helps an artist figure out where they are, what they value, and why they're doing things. And again, that's just me. That's a, I think it's a very academic approach, but at the same time, it's nothing that I feel you need to research. It's like, wait, what do I value? What do I think about right. whatever? So when I use that definition, and I'm going to strip it down, like art is a language of uh, passion expressed without compromise. Okay, so I've said it's a language. It's a key word for me. And I've said it's expression. So to me, art is a way of communicating. It means you have something to say. And if you don't have anything to say, then I guess it's not art. Mm -hmm. If you're not communicating anything, I guess it's not. Um, the other thing that's key about that is passion, having a, a passionate expression, like expressing something, you know, um, in, in this way that, yeah, it has soul, it has heart, it means something to you. Because you can express things that don't mean anything to you, I think. Like right. I, I think that, in a way, saying that it's communicating something, you could do anything and it's technically communicating something. Especially if you don't have intention, but the viewer mm -hmm. is reading it. You can kind of, that's kind of a loophole. So that's the thing is like, I tried to close off all these loopholes by adding certain keywords. So passion is in there because I feel like if you are doing something, I mean, so the word, the word language, the word expression to me go together as communicating the word passion and the word, or the words without compromise to me go together too. Because if you are doing something and you're compromising what you're doing, you're probably not passionate about it. Right. So for me, what I think about what is that including and what is that excluding, the main thing is that ex it, ex it excludes, that definition excludes people doing things that are basically commissioned work only for money that they're not passionate about. I think that, I mean, I've done commissioned work about things that I just don't care about. My, my go-to example is a portrait of a, some of the family pet. Right. Right? I've done that. Mm -hmm. I don't call that art. I use the same exact tools, but to me... I didn't. I wasn't passionate about it, and I. It didn't. It wasn't communicating anything to me. I wasn't trying to send a message to anyone. It was like, you sent me a photo of your dog. I painted your dog in my style. Here you go. Thanks for the money. That's it. So with that, you don't. You say you don't say uh, consider it art, but if it's making someone else feel all these good feelings, these passionate big feelings. That still excludes it? Yeah, so to me the passion has to be on the side of the right. creator. Okay. Um, and that's the thing, the, I think I've only done one portrait of a dog, and I was using this example of a portrait of a dog before I even did that portrait. This right. is always my go-to thing. It's going to be a portrait of a person or a mm -hmm. landscape of whatever, you know, that someone wants. But the thing is, if it's someone who, I need, I need to say, like, commissions are not evil. Commissions are, I'm not downplaying that or trying to make it lower than anything. I've done commissions that I was really passionate about too. Someone said, hey, I want an abstract in your style. Right. Or even a portrait in the style that you do. And I was like, I, I would love to do that. You want to pay me for something I already like doing? Mm -hmm. That I'm passionate about? That I can, whatever. Some people gave me, you know, someone gave me a song. They just gave me a song and some colors. I'm like, that's what I normally do for my own stuff. So this right. is great. Um, but yeah, the passion has to be on my end of it. If it does communicate another pe or something to someone and they feel great about it, mm -hmm. like, that doesn't matter to me that doesn't that still doesn't make it art because i mean if we go back to the photography example like i mean i think it's one of the easiest things to say like how you, i mean you look, look you can look at a photo and especially now again we're going to get into this next week so i don't really want to go into it too much but a photo could be a snapshot is what someone would say or just a selfie or whatever mm -hmm. or it can be incredibly powerful art which i'm just going to leave at that with mm -hmm. like incredibly powerful expressing something passionate um and here's the other thing that i really want to impress upon in my definition art is a language of passion expressed without compromise it has nothing to do with hard skill mm -hmm. nothing whatsoever to me that means nothing um 
which leads into other things that I, like, a technician. So we kind of talked about this the other day a little bit that I, I feel like you can be amazing with skills. You could do a photorealistic portrait of whatever, and it's, like, the most beautiful thing, and it's great. But again, if it doesn't have those other elements, the, the concepts, the passion, whatever, right. why do I care? I can just be impressed by it, but that's like a trade. Mm -hmm. That's like, I made the comparison of like back in the day, like neoclassism or even before then, like before cameras were invented and there's royalty and they want their vanity fulfilled and they, they want a portrait, someone had to paint that. But it was a hard skill. It was like being a carpenter. It was not right. about the passion of, ex that, that person is not expressing necessarily what they want. I'm sure times there were. People mm -hmm. did portrait work. I mean, you can look at the book, a picture of Dorian Gray, and like, I think the artist in that scenario really had some passion with what they were painting and how or whatever. But a lot of the time it was more of like, it, it's mm -hmm. like hiring a photographer for, to do a school picture. Right. Like it was like, hey, I am set up and I know how to do this and you're gonna sit there and I'm gonna paint you and that's gonna be it. So, again, for me, it could be the, the hard right. skill is just not a part yeah. of it. See, I, I don't know. I just, to me, it, you're making it sound like very seldom can they go hand in hand. Like, commissions and doing things to be paid or whatever for other people, then all of a sudden it's not art. But then I see people in the hair industry where they do these beautiful things and they love it. And it's art, absolutely, with the colors and the styles and the cutting and how you have to do it. I see people... I have not met somebody yet who does something that I consider art who doesn't like it. What do you mean that they don't like it? Like, like they see the... it as just getting a paycheck or just getting... Doing something that they know they're good at just because that's what they're good at. Yeah. Therefore, do you know what I'm saying? I think so, because you're talking about the enjoyment of the creator... Yes. That they enjoy what they're doing. And this is where it's going to get into, like, me being a, what word do I, an elitist, like, whatever. Because, mm -hmm. like, I have been, I don't want to say, it's not a thing about being trained. I'm naturally just a really judgmental person automatically. Right. Been that way for a long time. But I believe that everyone makes snap judgments, whether or not, it's how long you, you keep that judgment in your mind. Right. Because you can have a snap judgment and be like, oh, wait, I don't know anything about that person. I don't know what's happening, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it can be out of your mind in a second. Obviously, you can train your mind and reroute synapses and stuff like that, too. But um, I think that when it comes to art and stuff, I'm one of those per people that, less than I used to be, but still a lot, where I am judging, not only is this good, or do I... There, there's, to me, there's like at least three layers. Do I like it is the first thing you see. It's the one I get with students. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, when we do critiques, when we talk about each other's art or your own art... You're gonna you're gonna tell yourself immediately. You're gonna feel I like this or I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? Because that is isn't a helpful part of the critique. You don't even say if you like it or not. I don't. Right. No one cares, or no one should care. Mm -hmm. I want to train you to not care if someone likes it or not. Because you can not like it and still appreciate. Oh, the color choices, the composition, the whatever. Yeah. Like it can that that can be what you talk about. Or if you don't like it, again, think about why you don't like it. So, I mean, there's liking it or disliking it. There's whether you think it's, whether it is good or not by whatever criteria. Is it good? Is it not good? Why? And then, maybe by taking, talking about those two things with yourself, is it even art? Because to me, there's tons of things, to me, just because it's in a gallery doesn't make it art. Just because someone says it's art doesn't make it art because, I mean, that's why I believe it's such useful practice for, for me, too, is like, well, this isn't even art. This doesn't fit into my definition of art. Mm -hmm. But I can appreciate other things about it. Um, on the opposite end of that, I know that people that are very open and free, which I think you're more on that spectrum of, like, mm -hmm. well, everything could be art. Absolutely. I think everything could be art, but not in the same way that you're so open with, like, well, that person believes they're making art, so I guess they are. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that person believes they're making art, but they're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so it's just sometimes, like, no, they're not. Like... I don't know, because I think some people like the idea of being an artist. Right. Where I'm like, okay, but it, to me it's something that is so personal and something I love so much that to see someone else... It's like if you were a musician and someone else... Like if you were a musician who believed you were an artist and you are you know, creating music with passion, you have something to say, you're you know bleeding for your art, and you see someone over there you know, who's using the formula 
whatever the formula is at that moment, whatever the trend is, they are, they are technically proficient singer or player, and then they come in and then they like, what I would say, bastardize the art form. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, it's not about the fact that they have fame and you don't, it's about the fact that you're like, you're taking something I love that I hold so sacred, and you're calling yourself an artist, and you are fake, and you're just going through the motions. Sometimes that's how I feel about people who believe they're creating something just because they like the idea of being an artist or being seen as an artist. Right. That's part of it. And part of it is just because I'm a butthole. And like, <laughs> that's what I was waiting. Thank yeah, you. well, and that's the thing. Like I said, I'm less elitist than I used to be. I'm more open than mm -hmm. I used to be. But still, it's really hard when it comes to art where I'm just like, I mean, I analyze everything. I'm like, you're charging this much? I know how much that costs you to make. I can look at it. I, I've been trained by how much like supplies that I buy and the time that it might have taken or whatever else. So I get way more critical that I'm like, wow, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I've seen it firsthand. That's why I'm not laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets extreme. So with you talking about like how you teach and stuff, has there ever been a, a definition of art from a past student that's really stuck out to you? Like, is there one individual or two? Uh-oh. I wish you would have asked me before, in a way. But, so I could, I, I've got a couple pictures that I've saved, but I, I can't think of a definition of art right now that someone created that that I kept. Um, I, I can tell you, though, the common answers I get. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people... Again, this is something I introduced in grade 10, or if I'm new to the school, like, I mean, I've only worked at one school, but I mean, I, was, I guess I was new to two schools that I was doing my internship to. Right. So if I'm new, then I do it with every grade that I'm talking to, like, this is the first unit we have to do. I've mm -hmm. never taught you before, I don't know what you think about art, I don't know if you've even been given this opportunity to think about it, we have to do this. Um, but most of the time it's grade 10, and I've run through, I don't know how many grade 10 classes, one, two, three, four, like, six, maybe, or seven, um, and I've done this with other grades too, but um, the most common thing that I find is that students tell you what they think you want to hear. Right. They don't, they, mm -hmm. I mean, if they're not used to me or they're not used to a teacher like me mm -hmm. who is very open with, I want to actually know what you feel, right. then they just, they, 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 two things happen, they, they tell you what they think you want to hear and they also just have a very rigid idea of what art is. Mm -hmm. And so they're telling you, well, it's a form of expression is the main thing. It's a way to express yourself. And that's kind of where it stops for, I would say, like, 70% of students. Mm -hmm. It's, like, different ways to word that, but it's really, it's, like, some people talk about it's a way to communicate your emotions. It's a way to, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, and some people just put painting, drawing. Like, right. that's what art is. And, like, whatever. So, I mean, like I said, I get this in the first unit. This is the first thing we do. Then we go through, like, this slideshow thing of, like, is this art? Is this art? Is this art? Is this art? Um, I can't think of of, a, of something that someone said that really stuck out to me at that moment just because it, it's been, unfortunately now, a couple of years and I haven't looked through the kind of like the keepers, like the photos of like, mm -hmm. people's journals and stuff that I took and just that really made me happy. Um, yeah, the, the, I can't think of anything right now that a student has said that really stuck out to me. I remember, I, I, I think there I mean, there's entries I was impressed with. Some of them had nothing to do with the what is art question, but uh, yeah. I can't really think of, of something that just really stuck out right now. And then you were starting to talk about, sorry this is turning into an interview, <laughs> I just have so many questions. That's okay. You were kind of starting to talk about how certain things, tradesmen, yeah. to you isn't art, but do you feel like it could be just a little more restrained? I'm glad you brought this up again because I actually had something to say and I really forgot. Mm -hmm. You brought up hair. Yes. Yes, and then which leads me to what I call moi, which is makeup and hair. Um, <laughs> M-U-A-H is an often acronym or a, what do you want to call it, a hashtag and acronym. Um, so yeah, and, and part of this I think is on your mind and what I love about the fact that we're coming from two different places generally mm -hmm. is because you used to do hair. You right. went to school for it, you were a hairdresser for a while, um, and you were talking about that you... Well, part of what you said is that everyone who's doing it seems happy about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Again, to me, someone being happy about what they're doing doesn't... whatever. Doesn't right. Matter. It's really about what I call intention and purpose. Keywords mm -hmm. I use with students a lot. So if you are intending to make art, then most of the time I think you probably are making art. If you if that's not even your intention, 
I think you still can. Yeah. Because like I've said things about you, being like, mm -hmm. that's you're you're an artist or you are making art right now. That's what it that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because it, all it comes down to again is me being a butthole and just <laughs> and just me saying like, no, if I believe it's art, it is, and if I don't believe it's art, then it's not. But in a way, I think that's that's a good thing for everyone mm -hmm. to do. Anyway, back to the, the thing, the tradesperson thing. I do think, especially when it comes to makeup and hair, to me it's like a 50-50 split. It's like, yeah, that could be art. I mean, a portrait, too. It could be art. Yeah. It could not be. It really depends on how you go into it. If, mm -hmm. you, if you've just been classically trained as being able to, you know, get the proportions of a face correctly and quickly and do the shading and the mm -hmm. expressing the values and whatever else goes into a photorealistic painting, and that's all you do and you're not intending whatever to actually, you don't even have a style. It's just photorealism, period. Right. The, the, people can accomplish that with different mediums or whatever, but I mean, whatever. I think that that won't even distinguish your work from anyone else's if you're all doing, photo, like, let's say, oil paintings, photorealism, portraits, that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, if three people sat down, you know, with the same materials and the same person and the same pose, whatever, and they're trying to achieve photorealism, they're not all going to look the same, but I probably won't be able to tell the difference yeah. between their bodies of work. Um, and when it comes to the hairdressing and stuff like that, to me, like I said, it's almost like a 50-50 split. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people, from my perspective of not being a hairdresser ever, or being in that environment, I don't think a majority of those people think that what they're doing is art. Right. And if they don't think what they're doing is art, then I don't think they're doing art. I think that when you get into, and that's the thing for me, I, I guess, again, think, I always think of color. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was about to say, if there's no color involved, then it's probably not art. However... I was just thinking Yikes. about, well, that's dumb, because we just talked about 3D and sculpture before. Mm -hmm. You'd be sculpting with people's hair, right? You don't even have to add the color to do crazy, like, lifts and all this other layered right. junk that I can't even, mm -hmm. I don't even have the terminology for it. <laughs> to me, makeup immediately is way more art than it is. Oh, absolutely. Than, yeah. I agree 100% with that. Um, but I also think that's because we're using color. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to learn how to use color on a 3D thing. Because a lot of time, if I'm painting on something 2D, then there's a whole different set of skills if I wanted to make it look 3D. Right. But if you're like painting, let's say, on something that is 3D already, what do you choose to accent? Mm -hmm. Why? The, the contours of the face are all, like, those are things that, like, you had to study. How to make certain things accent, how to make mm -hmm. the, certain things pop, how to tame certain parts and push them back, how to work with the features that are already there. Mm -hmm. In that way, I can compare it to a landscape artist. Those people exist. People that are, like, sent to your house, or, like, you are not sent there, but you, you choose them, you pay right. them, you say... I like your work. I want you to work with... This is the yard I have. What the hell can you do with it? Mm -hmm. And they have to go in and work with the, the, the structure that's there. And I think that that does take skill. And I think that type of skill, because it comes down to... To me, composition is such a huge thing with art. But you, I mean, that still is a hard skill to me, in a way of looking at what's there and being able to shape it in whatever ways. I don't know if I answered you. No. <laughs> 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 I'm going back like two questions now. That's fine. But you're also saying, you know, the passion and what what you're trying to express and everything goes into it and that's what makes it art. Mm -hmm. If you're walking through a gallery and you said it doesn't have to, just because it's in a gallery, it's not art. Yeah. How do you know if Jim or Sean or whoever was doing it to make money or if there's passion? as he was creating it. That's just the judgment that one has to make. And and that's the thing. So or that's where your butthole comes in. Yes. Or you being a butthole yeah. comes in. You, you just mentioned a bunch of names, and, and then I was just thinking of the name. I'm just going just gonna to say it. Mm -hmm. um, and people in Saskatchewan will know this name, I think, more than other people, but Glenn Scrimshaw. Mm -hmm. So he is in that area. I mean, he had a, his own gallery in Saskatoon and stuff. Right. But it was like the name. Like in, mm -hmm. when I was living... Or when I was in high school, it was like, Glenn Scrimshaw. I'm like, I never heard about another Canadian artist than Emily Carr. Right. And then Glenn Scrimshaw. But, yeah. but I mean, he was alive, last I knew, and I don't, I don't know. But he just did these photorealistic paintings of animals. In the prairies, of animals. Mm -hmm. That's it. Sometimes I think the Northern Lights might have been involved. Very cliche, very, like... I was like, this is a great painting. Who cares? Like, that's how I felt. Because I was like, okay... You're, and the reason I bring this up is because you're like, well, what, how do you know if they're doing it with passion? Right. I don't. But, again, I am just making the judgment that this has no conceptual value. Mm -hmm. Some people do what I never do, which is a crazy amount of research into their art, and they pick certain shades, and mm -hmm. they pick certain brands, and they pick all certain materials that reflect where that, if it was an animal, let's say, where that animal came from, and like, right. whatever. 
that's not that's not what this is. This is like oil paints or whatever, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's it. It was just like using a photo reference, and that's I don't know. So sometimes to me, I'm like, okay, I know that just because it doesn't speak to me doesn't mean it won't speak to someone else. But I, at the same time, I'm like, what is this going to say to anybody? Mm -hmm. Here's an otter. <laughs> This is a beautiful painting of an otter. Take it home and decorate your house. Cool, you can decorate your house. Like, but then it becomes decor. And then to yes. me, that's like design, which it wasn't a word we brought up yet. But decor, design, like, okay, it looks pretty. That doesn't mean anything to me. Things can look pretty and they can be conceptual. Right. And then there's art about art, which I don't think we'll get into at this second. But I, I, that's an avenue that I want to talk about. But I mean, it, decor, decorative stuff. I don't care. Like, I mean, I mean, it can look pretty, and I, you know, have some decor mm -hmm. to accent things. But it, it, to me, it is separate from art. So, like, I mean, that, like that's the thing. You're making that judgment. Okay, maybe they made it with passion. See, and that's where we differ so much. Because I can look at something and feel absolutely zero about it. I can be like turned off insanely by something, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's still art. I can know that somebody, this guy who did the portrait, who, yeah, can do hundreds of those, and to me it's still art. Yeah, I don't thousands, know. Okay, thousands, thousands, <laughs> whatever. To me that's still art. I don't care that. Do you know? So, so the passion thing you brought up, and this is why I, I feel like skill plays a big role for me when it mm. maybe. Maybe, and that's again, that's where we differ. That's, but. I'm just learning this. Maybe that's like a big thing for me. Maybe skill has a lot to do with it because what Lily brings to me, what, yeah, is not art. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you're like, wow, but like, look at those brush. No, that's not art. That's. But, but maybe that's because <laughs> the intention isn't there. Right. There's some uh, which no one can see because it's a podcast, but there's some <laughs> right here. And to me, I'm like, wow, I really love that. She made color choices. Mm -hmm. She made. We're talking about a child that we know, <laughs> but um. But a really, like a toddler that we know. And it was like, there's color choices, there's brush strokes, there is composition. Is it really well thought out? No, but abstract pieces, which these two are that we're looking at, right. don't have, to me it's just feeling. Do I think she's feeling something when she's doing it? Not really. Right. But I mean, I, I really hope I can get back to what I was thinking about like two minutes ago. Sorry. But No, that's okay. It was just, you brought something up and I was <laughs> like, yeah. Um, this is why I have to, what, if you're going to make a definition, you have to, again, think about what it includes and excludes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say Glenn Scrimshaw paints these animals with passion. He's done thousands of them. I'm sure it's not just about the money. He really, maybe he's a really nature guy. He takes the right. photos himself. He loves being, he loves tying mm -hmm. back to the land and art and the land and whatever else. Let's say that. Sure. Okay, so if you have passion, what are you communicating? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're communicating? Again, I think that you could use the, the loophole of, well, no matter what, if you're putting something there, someone is visually reading it with their eyes, it communicates something. Right. But then I have to judge, well, what is the concept? And is, the, is it a worthy concept? And then mm -hmm. again, it just goes to being elitist and judgmental and whatever, I guess. But I mean, to me, a picture of an animal I saw on the side of the road might not be any different than that, even if it was a beautiful picture. Right. Sometimes to me, a beautiful picture still isn't art. Now I remember the thing that I really need to say. I really need to clear up the fact, which I think, I don't know if you meant to, but I think you implied if I don't like it, it's not art. Untrue. There's tons of things I, I, I think that are art that I don't like at all. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that they just... Because you were saying that you can look at something that you just... I don't know what word you use now. Not that I don't like it. Like, I can see that person had a lot of passion and whatever, and I can see how it can be art. And to me, everything can be. And I think that's almost problematic because... How do I explain it? To me, I can be completely turned off from something. That was it. And I off. still yeah. feel that it's art. Yes. I can look at it and be like... Well, cool. You slab some things together. That's great. You might have been passionate about it. Yada yada yada. I get that it's art, but it's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just feel like too much is art. Maybe I feel like it's too large of a spectrum. And that's why you can narrow it down. I don't know. Yikes. But but the, okay, that's the thing. I can be turned off by it and still be like, that's art. And mm -hmm. I think you and I have seen some of that. We both agreed on some stuff, especially when it comes to makeup, mm -hmm. hair, people using themselves as the canvas. Right. I've been like, I think that's supposed to be ugly. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think sometimes ugly can be beautiful. Like what, what people right. or like what um, traditional or mass media or whatever would think of as ugly. That, that, that it's a challenge though mm -hmm. that's a concept that's right. railing against the other like to me that that concept alone 
if it's purposely aesthetically unappealing that means something you know um and then there's times where i feel like okay this person is choosing to paint like a five-year-old why well that must mean something like mm -hmm. I, I think i'm looking if i'm looking at like man this looks like a five-year-old did this it's completely unappealing i don't like i mean like if i'm talking about like figures and like mm -hmm. like this is all jumbled well, maybe that's part of the concept is that i'm supposed to be looking through through this juvenile lens mm -hmm. about maybe it's about innocence maybe whatever right but again that's also me just projecting I think that's really what it comes down to. The individual is projecting. Um, and, yeah, that's just kind of... I think everyone has that. As, as much as maybe we don't want to admit, yes, we are judgmental. We are judging things. Oh, We're, absolutely. Like, it, it, it happens. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, your judgments are just the, are, are the fact that... Or there, there's so much lack of judgment, I guess. Or maybe I'm just too nice. Maybe I'm not a butthole like you. It's like, oh, this is hideous. I feel nothing from it. But it's still art. You're okay. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing too. Is like, just because it is or isn't art, does that mm -hmm. make it? Like, what if that person doesn't even? I don't know. You, again, I have dictated, and this is something that's been brought up with students before. So like, it's funny because I remember one student was like, oh, John says it's art, so it's art. Art God. And like... <laughs> I like that student. <laughs> but, but there was the thing, it was like, well, I'm like, well, yeah, like, it is. Like, I really think this is. But sometimes it's me telling someone it is. Like, you, you did art. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I've had students where I've had to say, you are an artist. Like, you are saying something. Right. And people that, they came into class with no technical abilities, they're in grade 12 now, and they still don't have any technical ability, and they're like, oh, I'm not an artist. I'm like, you just created poetry. Mm -hmm. Right, and I guess that's another thing we want to get into before we wrap things up or whatever time is the fact that right. that when you talk about being open about all these things, I'm really open about medium, but when it comes to concepts, I'm way more closed. Just like, is this? It doesn't have to be important. I mean, no, it does. It has to be important. But I think a lot of things are important. I think expressing yourself is important. Right. And to me, again, if I'm painting pictures of animals over and over and over and over, like whatever, maybe that's not me expressing myself, even though technically it is. Like, that's the thing. Technically, someone is doing something and creating something, so automatically they're expressing something. But the thing they're expressing... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're technically... Absolutely. I just wish people could see the sarcasm <laughs> oozing out of you right now. Well, but the thing, I, I, I understand that by definitions... And again, language is really important, but, yeah. like, they're not expressing something I... It's not... It's nothing to do with what I like and don't like. Mm -hmm. But it does. If they're expressing something that I don't value, put it that way. Right. If you are just expressing, look at me, I can paint really good portraits of people that don't have any meaning. Mm -hmm. I think portraits of people can have lots of meaning. Absolutely. But sometimes they have none. Mm -hmm. Except for, look at the skill. That's it. To me, that is worthless. Um, but as I was saying, I'm open to mediums, and so are you. Writing, photography, mm -hmm. I think dance... Even skateboarding is a... I mean, that's just another form of dance to me, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. It, I agree. Or I should say it can be. That isn't always. But yes. I mean, like, some sports to me, it's like... It, it's not a choreographed routine. It's a freestyle, mm -hmm. like, opportunity. And it is expression because people have certain styles. People can do the same trick on the same rail, completely different styles. Yeah, anyway. You... Um, before we wrap up, you brought up writing. Now... Somebody attempts to write a poem, or does write a poem, somebody writes a journal entry that is peaking on either emotional level, whether it be excitement, sadness, anger, happiness, blah, 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 blah. Are they both art to you? Uh, They're both expressing something? Well, the way that you said it, I, either I didn't hear it. When you talk about a poem versus a journal entry, mm -hmm. I think you're talking about a traditionally structured, what people would say is a poem, there's a rhyme scheme maybe, there's... I don't care about that. Okay. Because to me, that, like, I don't like structure. That's mm -hmm. the thing. That's... I don't like it. So, again, someone could be using oil paints, and this is... Uh, hundreds of years we've used oil paints. Who right. cares? Like, it's... We could scratch name... Like, graffiti can be art. We could scratch into glass with rocks mm -hmm. that just says a name. And if we did it with intention and purpose, maybe it's art to me, maybe it's not. Right. So the structure of a poem, or that it's a formal, recognized poem with these stanzas, and there's... I don't even like rhyme schemes usually with poems anyway. I don't like structure that's really rigid. So to me, depending on the content, 
I, I, I would you I would say diction in writing is as important to me as composition is in visual art. It is composition in a way. Uh, no, that's that's wrong. It's just as important to me. Composition, I guess, would be the, the the structure you put it in. But really, to me, it's it's the diction that matters. Your word choice matters. You can have a journal entry that flows in a way and rhythmically without having the stanzas and the line breaks and and you know whatever else you can easily have that in if you know how to cho choose your words you know right. you can have traditional um what am i thinking of the i can't think of the the device that that we teach in, in english classes in high school or language arts um but you can have these different thing like onomatopoeia or alliteration or right. like these devices that you use um, in creative writing, I guess, or, or whatever, that you can have those in a journal entry. Mm -hmm. You could be creating amazing art just in your own journal and it turns into a memoir, whatever. Like, I love reading that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that answers your, your question. For me, it, it, again, it's all about intention and purpose, right. and it does not have to be traditional at all. I, I think that some of the stuff I love, I mean, it's 50-50. I love a lot of traditional stuff, and I also love when people break the rules and do stuff outside of that. Like things I would never do. Mm -hmm. Things like yarn bombing. Like I think that's it's disruptive and it's using like what people traditionally think of as a craft, which is another word that I'm not gonna get into too much, but craft a lot of the times is seen as different than art. Mm -hmm. And if you even think about the word craft, you think about this is my craft. Well that could be again carpentry, welding, it's like the root of the word and, and whatever else. Um, could just be, you know, down to, I'm working with my hands in, in something. And a lot of crafts, whether it's knitting or mm -hmm. whatever, is more about a technical skill used to make something functional, whether it be a blanket or whatever. But then you take that that medium that's historically been this thing of, like, little ladies do, and, like, <laughs> and then you go in and you get disruptive with it. I wish I could remember the name of the artist, but she, she like, did a, the, the bull on Wall Street. She like yarn bombed that. She like went and like knitted over it and, and whatever else, right? And there was a there was a point. There was like a political message going on and stuff. So yeah, again it's fifty fifty with really traditional stuff that I can really like, but I don't like it because the hard skill tradition. I like it because the conceptual tradition, because there's different schools of thought on that. And like some people really think of capital A art and fine art as the same thing. Mm -hmm. If we just say that. I really, really like fine art, and I also really like things that disrupt fine art, because the things that right now are even considered fine art were once disruptive, like conceptual art in itself was disruptive to the fine art world. Same with abstract expressionism. Everyone was doing figures, and there was all this tradition, and then someone came in and said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do landscapes, we're not going to do portraits, like, we're doing this thing. And that was disruptive, and now it's considered fine art. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm ranting, and, and I think, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of where, I don't know, I fall on, on that spectrum. In some ways, I think we opened things up more than we answered them. Like, yeah, I feel like things are unresolved, and this might be... But that's better. good. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's the thing. I think we both want... I, I learned things about my own perspective I didn't even realize before. Um, do you have anything else to say? I'm a really nice person, <laughs> and you're all artists. <laughs> And John's an ass. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I have to say, actually, for tonight. Okay. Um, and, and I think you were about to say, before I cut you off, that it's something maybe worth revisiting. I don't ever think we'll come to a resolution necessarily. No, but there's so many more things yeah. brought to the table that I want to discuss yeah. in further episodes, hopefully. Yeah. Or on our own time. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, hard skills versus concepts. To me, the concept is king, which is something an easy way to wrap up that for me. If again, <laughs> someone does not have to be technically proficient at the thing they do in order to communicate something, so that's right. Well, the next time you get a portrait of you with your arms coming out of your head, <laughs> that is art. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, yeah, I guess recapping just that that conversation of. What, what is art? I mean, that, I think that was really the purpose of that conversation was learn more about what we think is art. Kind of give people, I mean, to me, this episode especially is one of those, like, educational ones where it's mm -hmm. like a starting point for people if, like, what if you're listening to this and you know nothing about art? Well, again, why I have this discussion with so many people, especially students, is, like, 
let's open up your mind. What did you think art was when you came in? And I hope it's different when you come out of this class. And it's not because I'm telling you what to think. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I am way more open and whatever else with students about being like, I, I want you to think about it. I, I want yeah. to engage in critical thinking. Well, no, and I felt that like with our discussions, actually, because art is incredibly new to me as well. And there was never a point where you were like, mm, no, Randy, like, <laughs> that's not art because. But, yeah, you're open. You want to know why. You want to explain why you think it. So I get it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and I want people to know why they think it right. is, is the thing. Um, so I hope that we opened that up for some people and gave them some things to think about. Um, next week, we are going to be talking about, which I kind of alluded to a little bit, um, how smartphones have changed photography, which Randy is just arms in the air, <laughs> so pumping her fist. She is. Because we're all photographers. <laughs> oh snap! Okay, it's <laughs> news to me, but we are no, no. Everyone's, everyone makes art, and it's all beautiful, and we're all photographers. Um, so that is what we're talking about next week. Um, some of the things I think that that'll include, obviously, this this introduction of technology that almost everyone has access to. Also with apps where you can edit on the go, mm -hmm. where there's less... I think it was interesting because you talked about hard skills maybe being a thing that you value in art, and smartphones have taken away a lot of the hard skills, I would say, um, and some soft skills too, like when it comes to just composition, which to me is one of those things, it's almost like you have or you don't have. Right. Because the rule of thirds can jump out a window. I don't care about stuff like that. You're going to ruin next week. Oh, I didn't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Anyway, so yeah, thing, things about being able to just edit from your pocket, take photos from your pocket... Mm -hmm. Um, not need to know how to even work your device. It's a click and, you know, right. or a point and shoot is what they used to call some yep. of the cheap cameras that we <coughs> sold, digital cameras before they were really in everyone's pocket. I mean, digital cameras are almost out the window. It's either like professional grade DSLRs or people are using their camera phone. I miss disposable cameras. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We will talk about uh, that. I miss them too. Week. I use them a lot. Yes, I have so much to say. It's okay. <laughs> Next week. Next week. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I guess I guess that wraps things up for this week. Episode one. Done. Done.